0: hey hey it's coach dr kim i started this journey after having a stroke at the age of 36 years old since that time i have moved forward with helping people live their best life and i haven't turned back this show is about learning to be present open and intentional in every area of your life keep listening to hear what i've been thinking and be sure to rate subscribe and review A couple weeks back, we talked about how we receive feedback, and I want to circle back to that. We've kind of been on that run for a little while now, mostly talking about relationships and interacting with people and our interpersonal skills, and I want to touch on a concept called negativity bias. To understand what this means, we don't got to think very hard. You've probably heard the saying, bad news travels fast, and that's true. Criticism and bad news packs a punch. So much so that it draws more attention and lingers much longer than compliments and accomplishments. It just draws more attention. There's bad news on the news. When you hear some bad news at work or in your family or friend circle, it just seems to run through everybody so fast. And so negativity bias basically is the fact that we may not attend... negative stimuli just like by paying attention to it, but it takes it a step further. Not only do we pay more attention, we also may dwell on it too. So think about your life. Look back over your life. Take a seat and just think. Music playing now. Clouds floating by. Think about a time when you dwelled on something negative for longer than you would have liked or longer than the people around you would have liked. I can think of some times that I did that more than once. Now, take it a step further and think about a time where 99% of everything was going good, maybe even great, but that 1% of things that you labeled as bad, you just could not let go of. I can think of a time where I was teaching at the college level, And we had to have student evaluations at the end of the courses. Most of the time, you know, I knocked that out of the park. Not saying, not trying to pat myself on the back, but I related to people, my students very well. But there was sometimes a student in the class that had something bad to say. And I mean, they could really rip you apart on those evaluations. And when I was first starting out, I could not let that go. I would read those things. I would take it to heart and it would really just tear me apart. And then even as a more seasoned professional, teaching and lecturing and leading classes of my peers, there would be someone that would still do that very same thing. But at that point, I got a little tougher and I was able to be more subtle in my abilities and skills and take the things that serve me and the rest of the things, I pushed them to the side. And if I was able to make an adjustment in my delivery or my content, that would be well-suited for the masses or betterment of myself than I did so. But otherwise, I had to let it go. But the bottom line is, from a psychological standpoint, humans are more likely to remember traumatic experiences better than positive ones. We cling to insults better than praise, and we think about negative things more frequently than positive ones. I wish it weren't so. But since I'm not a trained psychologist, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of giving you a bunch of theories of development and evolution that got us to this point. But what I want to do is give you some insight into how negativity bias can impact your life. And when I speak about this, it is a little dibble dabble of psychology about things that I read because I like to be prepared when I deliver content. But it's also an expert relation of relaying of my lived experience, the things that I have done, seen, heard and been through in my own personal life and had to journey through. So in my relationships, I can attest to that. Because of my life experiences, I tended even more so to lean toward a negativity bias than I presently do. I've overcome a lot of that, but what that means is I used to expect the worst in others because when you have been hurt before or frequently throughout your life, it can lead to an expectation that other people will hurt you all the time. And I mean, maybe it's a human condition that we hurt one another, but when you live under that weight of that expectation, that's a lack of trust and it will rob you of living and it hurts you more than it hurts other people most of the time, in my opinion. And it can lead to resentment and it robs you of joy. So that leaning in the extreme toward negativity bias, that didn't serve me very well, so I had to work on that. In decision-making, it can lead to being extremely risk adverse, almost to the point of crippling yourself from experiencing the fullness of life. Every new experience that comes your way, you run down the list of what-ifs, and you think, I'm going to lose, I'm going to fail, it won't turn out right and just think if you never experience something new because everything had a bad outcome on the other end of it that is not fun <laughs> and i can to it, i can attest to it because i had to surround myself with people who were a little less risk averse not completely wild but just to get me to live a little bit And to help me make decisions that would get me to live a little fuller. And here we have this podcast. That's something I would never have done years ago. It really was stepping out. And so according to the literature and some of my personal experience, negativity bias may be the way we lean, but it doesn't have to dominate us. We can do some things to lean a little bit more in the other direction. We don't have to be toxically positive. Yet we can work on, number one, cutting the negative chatter in our head and replacing that with positive affirmations. I have to do that daily. I have to remind myself that my mind and the thoughts that run aimlessly through there do not control me. The second one is, Reframe the situation. Something happens. Somebody does something to you. I take Cy Wakeman's mantra very seriously. What do I know for sure? They sent an email. And maybe they were in a hurry. I don't know. But that's the story making up part. They sent the email. Everything else might just be my paranoia. And maybe I need to go clarify it. The third thing is be intentional. And yes, you know, that's a plug for my B3 model. Have practices that help you to focus on the positive things. Do you have music that can shift your mood? A book that you can immerse yourself in? Do you write? Do you go for walks? Do you surround yourself with positive people? And then the fourth thing is rest in and celebrate the positive things. Don't brush by them so fast. Something good happens. We're like, yay, pat yourself in the back, move on. Something bad happens and we think about it for three days. Rest in the good. Celebrate it. Don't let it go so fast. It's not bragging. It's not boasting. I mean, for some it might be. But for you, it is joy. It is enjoying and Allowing yourself to remember that good things do still happen and it's okay to have joy. It's okay to find some joy, even among all the negative that is going on around us. It's a this and that. It doesn't have to be a this or that. And you don't have to be ashamed for smiling, even when... It's raining. And so, if you needed permission, I am giving it to you today. It's okay to find joy. It's okay to rest. It's okay to reframe. And it's okay to reclaim your joy today, tomorrow, and the next. And that's what I've been thinking. To schedule a session with Kim, visit www.kimregis.com where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Meeting Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED-style talk and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking. Cam's coaching.